You're listening to the Coached by Dan podcast. Dan is an online coach and personal trainer with the goal of helping you become the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of yourself you can be. Here, we talk about all things health, fitness, and mindset related to help you achieve anything you set your mind to. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Coached by Dan podcast. Um, We're all the way up to episode 10 right now and I'm quite chuffed to be honest to be 10 episodes deep in the podcast realm. Um, I think I said back in episode 1 I was planning on making a podcast for quite a while and um, yeah I just put it off for absolutely no reason whatsoever to be honest looking back and 10 episodes deep um, some really incredible guests on so far and I before we go into this episode I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's paid attention so far um when I look at the views of all the podcasts like each week they, they're growing and growing so we are reaching a bigger amount of people which is the goal like my goal as a as someone on Instagram and a personal trainer and on an online coach even is to you know provide as much value as I can to everyone I can to you know create any means of improvement within their health their fitness their their mindset their confidence any self-consciousness they have my goal is to provide them with valuable information that will change their attitude towards health and fitness and you know leave them in a better place than they were before reaching my content so i suppose the fact that everyone's listening to podcasts and they are growing i am just incredibly grateful for and i just want to start off episode 10 with a big thank you so Coming at you with a solo podcast this week because I've had a few guests on the last while and I want to pop back on and just do another solo one. Just me chatting to my microphone, chatting to my laptop and through the magic that is the interwebs and that is technology, talking to you listening to this right now. So hello and welcome to episode 10. So today I want to touch on a bit of a personal topic. I've kind of, it's a topic that I've been for myself from a personal point of view i've joked around without being very obvious of it with my own thing and that is insecurities like this episode is talking all about insecurities and i suppose like i've posted photos of myself in times where i was quite insecure on instagram and social media and i've never really talked about the fact that i was quite an insecure person at this time very self-conscious didn't have much confidence in myself how myself even how I looked how I felt and I feel like it's a very important topic to come out and talk about because you know I work in an industry where you know most clients of personal trainers you know most people personal trainers as well like everyone in the world has some means of insecurity some may appear to be more you know more exaggerated not exaggerated as a poor word but more like bigger than others but I suppose if someone feels insecure about something, no matter to which the extent it is, it's always important to kind of figure out why we're insecure about it and then realize that it's purely up to ourselves to kind of make it fade away. So a little disclaimer before we go forward the podcast, everything I talk about in this podcast will be of my own experience. 
my own experience even, with feeling insecure, and everything I say is my own opinion. You do not need to agree with me. It's totally cool if you don't. But everything I explain in here isn't me telling you what to do or me advising you on things to do. It's essentially my own insecurities, what I've done to overcome them, and hopefully things that could potentially help you in the future, or now even, that you're insecure about and could take and apply yourself. So again, I'm not an expert. I'm not trained in this field, whatever field, psychology, whatever this could be classed within. This is purely a personal anecdote talking about times I was quite insecure with how I looked, how I felt, and kind of what I did to overcome it. And the goal of this is not to instantly have anyone listening to this lose any insecurities they have like at the end of the day we all will have certain insecurities but the big ones the the overlying ones the ones that are constantly nagging us hopefully it'll leave you listening to this right now with a different perception and a different idea of how to tackle them and hopefully put them to bed um so, so you can be a little more confident human being a little happier and that is inevitably the goal um so yeah as i explained there everything in this podcast, my own experience, um, and, you know, my own decisions and how I decide to overcome it. Um, it's a pretty important topic. Like I said, like it's, you know, everyone is insecure about something, some more than other things. It could be how you look, it could be how you feel, it could be the way you talk, it could be, it's a lot of, like, everyone has insecurities. And my goal as a PT, as an online coach, is to help men and women across the world, across Ireland, to become the happiest healthiest most confident version of themselves they can be through things like fat loss building muscle because like a lot of my own personal securities came from how i looked now i have a few notes scribbled down a piece of paper here and the first thing i've written down is social media and how i portray myself now like my social media i kind of break my post down to three kind of topics three ideas even i have a video of me talking with like that black banner on top and the bottom um i have a picture um, either of a client transformation or myself and then like a Twitter post it used to be um, infographics but I've kind of changed it now to Twitter posts I just kind of like doing that I, I think the page looks kind of cool doing it but that's neither here nor there I digress um, but I portray well I personally feel like I portray myself as quite a quite a confident person you know I know a lot of people on social media find it quite hard and quite awkward to like even just talk to the camera or talk to a video and kind of it's, it's a weird one to get used to at the start like you're literally talking to a phone or a camera or a screen and it's a bit weird um and it can come off as like again like i try to portray myself as quite confident because i am like right now i am quite confident in myself sure we all have our insecurities right now and i do too but the big ones that were in my life um have kind of settled and i suppose how i feel like i portray myself on social media and just in general right now it hasn't always been the case and clients who come to me, you know, who are quite self-conscious and are quite insecure with maybe how they look and how they feel and maybe they want to change their bodies because of this and that's totally cool. I try to explain to them that, you know, I have been in their situation before and I refer back to two photos um, and two t- times in my life where I was extremely insecure with how I looked. So... If you go back on my social media, you'll probably, well, you will find a few photos of myself um, that I would generally use to kind of compare it to myself how I look now. 
and I probably captioned it to do with something about like, like transformation, about fat loss, about building muscle, um, to try to educate people on those two topics. And those two pictures are, the first one is a picture of me when I was, uh, I want to say 15 or 16, I think I was 16 years old. Um, like a bit of background, I've been six foot one since I was 15, I'm 22 right now as of recording this podcast, and I've been six foot one the whole time. Back when I was 16, I remember like the first time I probably noticed stepping on the scales, I was 67 kilos, which for those who don't know, it's like for being six foot one, it's it's quite skinny. It's quite I was quite lanky with how I looked. Um, and I remember back when I was 16, I forget the year it was now, I'm not going to bother doing the maths as we speak. Um, was it 2016? I'm 22. That's what, fucking six years ago. So about 2012, let's say 2012, um, around when the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge um, came about. I was a nominated, so I decided to do it. So I recorded myself um, and I poured, I think it's like three icy cold buckets of water over my head. And I was in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. And I remember pausing the video and I took a screenshot and you can actually see that screenshot on my Instagram. If you go back, I'm wearing like a pair of flowery <laughs> swim shorts. Jeez, nice little voice crack there, Dan. 22 and still <laughs> not at puberty or finished puberty. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, there's a picture of me back when I was 16 doing this ice bucket challenge and I took a screenshot. And again, it's on my Instagram. If you look back, it's the one of me like a, a grey, I think it's a Jack Jones hoodie, a t-shirt with like a yellow crest in the middle with those flowery um, swim shorts. And this is the photo I'm referring to now. Like I'm quite thin, quite skinny. And at the time and beforehand, I didn't really pay much attention. Like when you're like fucking 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, like you don't care how you look. You're, you're a kid, do you know? But I suppose I was kind of getting to the point where I was kind of, I was 16. I was old enough to join the gym now. I know nowadays it's a, gyms are a lot looser with ages, but back when I was 16, you had to be 16 to join a gym. And as a guy, as a fellow lad, lads listen to this, I'm sure some of you can kind of relate to this. Um, you're kind of, there's obviously the idea of being that kind of butch manly dude where, you know, you, you're expected to be quite big and quite strong. That's kind of the whole idea of it. Now, I was 16. I like looking back now when you're 16, you don't fucking need to be that that size and to this day you know being a man or being more manly isn't dictated by how you look your muscles your strength that's not it at all if you do think that's what constitutes being being a man or being a like a fucking like a lad then you're like severely in the wrong and that's not what like dictates it but i digress but back at the back of the time i was young i was naive and i was kind of thinking you know what i'm quite skinny um, and I'm not happy with how I looked. And I kind of thought this, and I wasn't really doing anything about it, because, again, it wasn't the most important thing in my mind. But I remember um, in school, I was in about fourth year, and we did an exchange trip to a school in Germany. And there was one of the girls over in the German school. She, We were walking somewhere. I was in a T-shirt and a pair of jeans, and she turns to me and she goes, Dad, like your actually no, was it her no it was someone from my school sorry we were all together with all the german exchange students and us and a girl from my school basically said to me like dan like you're a lot smaller than like even the girls here and i was like what do you mean she's like, like physically like you're just a lot smaller and i was like oh and she's like just, just, just saying and i was like cool fantastic thanks for that i kind of rubbed it off but in my head i was like oh shit this thing i was insecure about this thing i thought was only in my head is also in other people's head and 
I don't know if you've experienced this before, but if you're thinking something and you think, I, I'm, if you kind of get in your head that I'm the only one thinking it and then other people say it too, like your feelings towards that thing, like multiply tenfold and it's, 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 it just becomes incredibly difficult to deal with I, I, for me personally. And I was kind of there, like, and there's a picture on Facebook I saw myself with one of these girls from a school on that exchange trip and I was looking at something like, Jesus, do you know what? I was quite thin. And again, at that time and any young lad who just turned 16 and can go to a gym you have the idea like you want to go train you want to get bigger and I suppose with feeling quite insecure at the time all I wanted to do was bulk up and get a bit bigger because I was just insecure with how I was looking and the fact that other people were thinking it too it didn't play great on my mind now back in the day I kind of rubbed it off I was quite offended by it but I suppose on a, if I was going off a side tangent now like when people say things that aren't intentionally to intentionally to offend you and you take offense to that you can't blame that person for how you feel like a, like the girl who said this to me um i don't name her name obviously for privacy reasons but like she didn't say that to she didn't say maliciously or to attack me or to offend me she just said a fact and i took it like a defense but the reason looking back now that i took offense to it is because it was something I was insecure about and it made me feel a bit shit. Um, but now looking back and I'm kind of glad she said it because it kind of had me kind of, it made me do something about it. Like, I think what we kind of need to understand is that like, people don't say things to offend you, but how you perceive that is offensive. Like if someone says like, oh, you're fat, you're huge, you're, you're too big. Like you can be like, yeah, fuck you. Like that, I took offense, don't call me fat. Or you can say, do you know what? that's right i am overweight i'm not like in the best shape i should do something about it just a little thought food for thought for you guys anyway i digress that's nothing to do with the podcast that's a totally different um topic in itself so we'll get back to the main point but i suppose one big thing everyone has to realize is that if there's something you're not happy with no one's gonna do it no one's gonna fix it for you you know it's you versus the, the world in a way do you know like if you're insecure about something and you're not happy with it like no one else can do it especially like things like i was insecure about how i looked I was quite skinny. So I was like, do you know what? I need to do something about it. So I did. I went home, went to my mum and dad, and I was like, yo, guys, I want to join a gym. My brother was a, a member of a gym cl cl close where I live, uh, Ben Dunn in Sandyford. That was my OG gym. Um, and I went up there with my dad, and I signed myself up. I got a quick tour around, and that was the beginning of my gym career. And my first day, I, was, uh, <laughs> I walked out of the change rooms, bottle in hand my towel on my other hand pair of shorts I, probably, I think they're actually looking back now it was actually the same swim shorts I had on um, for the ice bucket challenge because I was just hashtag fashion at the time um, I went to one of the PTs behind the desk and I said hey like I remember like, it was just they're like hey I, this is my first day in the gym I actually don't know what I'm, do I'm doing can someone help me out and for anyone listening to this now who has never been to a gym and is kind of going do that like PTs they want to help they're not there to sit around and judge you like as a PT myself, I can confidently say that's not what we're doing, and we want people to ask for help because we will help you. We do want to, but anyway, I know a lot of people go to the gym and don't ask for help. And when you're in an, when you're in a brand new environment with all these magical fucking machines and weights and you know car equipment that you haven't a clue what to do apart from press start and just go with it, it can be very hard to find structure and progression. So ask someone. You know, no one's going to try to charge you for, like, showing you how to use a machine. So, by all means, go for it. But if you do want to make some serious results, coachbenon.com. Little plug there. Inquire online. Anyway. Um, 
and they set me up on a, on a cross trainer to do a warm up, and then I was doing all the machines, so bicep curls, chest press, shoulder press, like a row machine, and then I finished back. I finished on a bike for fifteen minutes, and I was good to go. Um, so that was kind of my first phase of feeling quite insecure. There's two points in my life where I felt pretty bad, um, and that was the first one. So being quite, being quite thin, being quite skinny, being quite light, and having the idea that, you know as a lad I had to be quite big I had to be quite strong and until I was that I wasn't happy and that was my idea going into it first and I suppose it's a mindset I'm sure a lot of lads and women again I'm, I'm not just going to sing it out to lads I'm sure women have felt like this before um, but again this is all my own personal anecdote so yeah um, but yeah I feel like a lot of lads can relate to that not just 16 year olds I feel like a lot of lads no matter what the age are if they're quite skinny they kind of feel like they have to be big you don't have to be any size. Just be happy and confident how you feel. And if you feel like you need to change that, then understand that you're the only one who can change it. Now, um, moving on. The second point in my life where I was very insecure was about four, five years later. So fast forward from that time where I was skinny little Dan, um, I actually put on a bit of weight through gym, through eating, a lot of calories um i bulked up to 85 to 88 kilos and i was quite happy with how it looked i'd be on training for powerlifting which i to this day i still say was the most fun training i've had in my life um and i competed in a powerlifting meet and the ipf leinster opens in january 23rd 22nd 23rd um 2017 2017 and i came first in my flight um i was in the 93 kilo category I'm um, the sub-93 even, sorry. Um, I came first on my flight. The overall, I didn't come anywhere near the top, but in my flight, I won it. So I was quite happy with that. I had a 95 kilo bench, which is pretty pathetic. Won 90 squats and a 222.5 kilo deadlift, which had me to a 500 kilo total? No, 225 kilo. Five, 225 kilo deadlift, so it gave me a 550 total. That's what all, a 550 total, I think. Quick maths. I don't have great maths. But anyway, I digress. Probably whoever wasn't that number, but sure, look. If anyone listening to this right now wants to correct me on my maths, uh, no thank you. Um, moving on. Um, after the Paralympic competition, about two months later, I... So my deadlift was always freaky. Like, even to this day, I have a really freakishly strong RDL um, and rack pull. I don't know why. I don't really deadlift conventionally anymore. Just not a part of my goals. Don't really feel the need to do it. But that's a different podcast in itself as well. Jeez, I'm think of loads of different topics now which could be very handy in the future but the second um the thing that happened out of that though like my deadlift was quite strong and i remember my best deadlift was 237 and a half that was in gym i did 225 in meat but 237 and a half in the gym and i wanted to um i wanted a new pr in my deadlift so what i did was i went for a 240 deadlift and i pulled it it got to my knees and something went to my back and I was like, oh crap, what the hell is this? Um, I could barely walk. When I bent my knees, when I straightened my toes, when I like, flexed my feet, and I, I nodded my head down, I was in extreme pain. I was like, what the hell is this? So, went home, left deadlifting for, for a few weeks, and came back and started doing some rack pulls. I did a couple sets of rack pulls, and my back went to spasm. Lay on the floor of my gym, and I was there for about 20 minutes, just kind of chilling out, waiting for my back to ease up. Got up, struggled. Uh, went to change rooms, got my stuff, got in the car, and I drove home. And I was like, I've done something bad. 
And as a result, I again, I didn't actually get checked properly for a while. And actually, I have two bulging discs in my back, push, pushing against my sciatic nerve, which had a horrible sensation down my left leg. Um, I still have the bulging disc, but they're very managed. And like, like I, I can RDL like 200 kilos for reps now. So like the strength is there. I just it was just continuous deadlifts with really poor form with maximal loading like every other day caused it to happen so that's what happened um the, the, yeah if I can preach anything right now just don't sacrifice weight for form weight is cool weight's only as cool as how it's moved won't be there in the quote book Dan Reed's quotes 2020 trademark anyway so due to this injury I wasn't really able to train um and as a result i kind of got in the habit of the last few years of eating like four five days in calories but i kind of trained and i was quite active to the point where i could get away with eating that high calories um and then it got to a point where i was eating the same four or five thousand calories but doing no exercise i went from 88 kilos to 107 kilos in like five or six months and the second picture, so I was talking about pictures I see on social media, I, I put on social media where I kind of compare it to myself, like a before and after. The second picture is one of me jumping into a pool. And you may have, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen this one because I post it more than others. And that was me at peak weight. Fat Dan, if you will. Chonky Dan, if you will as well. And this is the second time in my life where I was like extremely insecure with how I looked and how I felt as well. Because when you're 107 kilos from 88 from 67 like a total of 40 kilos up from my initial um small days of, as a teenager um you don't feel great and i didn't feel great but this is a weird one for me because i remember it happened it's, it's really funny because I, I had this kind of an oh fuck moment which i actually talked about in an email i said that yesterday as a recording this is the 30th of april and the 29th i sent an email going over like the don't wait for the oh fuck moment and the oh fuck moment is basically a point where you've you you've realized you've gotten out of shape and you realize something's happened not necessarily out of shape but you've you've let something happen time and time again that's put you in a worse off position than you you wanted to be and the overlook moment is that sudden realization of i fucked up i need to prove myself and the my overlook moment for when i was too big was i was on holiday like the, the picture i'm talking about was on the same holiday either the same day or the next day or it was i was on holidays for like a week in spain so or like four days in spain with, with a few people so um the same same time really but so i went to holiday spain um i think this was that was yeah summer 2017 so within the same the same time uh, it was it was the summer after my comp, my parents competition so 88 kilos i weighed in 88.8 for my meat and i was 107 on this holiday and i went with my my girlfriend at the time uh my, my best friend elliot and his girlfriend at the time so we all went to spain fucking couples retreat whatever you want to call it for like four or five days and there was one evening we were we all decided to go out for dinner and myself and my the missus at the time we were getting changed the bathroom i had my top off putting like sun cream on because like i'm a very pale human being i didn't want to get burnt just because i knew i would and i probably did anyway looking back but i was putting it on and i was kind of looking at myself and i was kind of looking at her in the mirror and i was like in my head i was like i have not always been this much bigger because like she was she was quite in the gym herself in good shape um small ways in comparison to mine at the time anyway um because i was so large uh i was kind of i was looking at me and i was looking at her and i was like jesus like why am i so big like i've never been this big in my life what's going on so i, I remember it. i was in the i was looking in the mirror and i was kind of sucking in i was puffing my chest up i was flexing my abs 
and no matter what I did, I had this <laughs> a bit of a belly. And I don't know the exact conversation if she said anything to me about it, but I was in my head I was like, Jesus Christ, Dan, what have you done? I was 107 kilos and this is a bit of a weird one because for the most of my life I'd been the skinny kid. I'd been quite small, quite thin, quite lanky. Got to a point where I was in good shape, a bit of muscle on, 88 kilos, happy out. But then I got to a point where I was overweight and I was like, this is weird. This has never happened to me in my life. I had not time to get used to it. It just kind of happened. And that oh fuck moment hit me like a ton of bricks. And yeah, like, I suppose like the reason that got me got me that back was because I was quite injured and I couldn't actually go back to train until my back had like with my disc issue anyway it was it was quite sore but the thing that actually made it feel better was doing things that actually hurt it so like strengthening my lower back you know focusing on like things like RDLs and rack pulls and deadlift variations that didn't hurt my didn't like, put too much load on my spine but simultaneously like gradually increased the strength of the muscle that would support in and around there so it was a very slow process getting originally but it kind of snowballed on when I got strong like it, I started off with a lot of lightweight and kind of got stronger and stronger and stronger sorry. Um, a little burp there to the point where I could you know lift weights again without hurting my back and it will get a little sore every now and then but look once a year I can deal with that um but that holiday kind of it was my big oh fuck moment you know my first one was when I was thinking about being skinny and then someone else told me I was skinny that was my first oh fuck moment my second oh fuck moment was looking myself in the mirror thinking I am a big boy whew love a bit of pizza I did that was a good thing about Fat Dan, though. He always had snacks. He always, he was always one. Like, whenever out with the mates, he's like, <laughs> who wants to get food? He was a great person, but made him quite big and fat. Um, don't know why I'm speaking about myself in the third person, but sure, look, let's, let's get on with it. And so once I, again, like, the whole idea of this podcast is insecurities. And <laughs> I suppose when you go from being quite thin to, like at a low point to quite a high point where you're in really good shape and then right back down to the low point, like a low point you've never experienced before. Those insecurities, the lack of confidence, the self-consciousness, the unhappiness, it it comes back in waves and tsunami waves and it's just, it's it's an incredibly hard feeling going back into that kind of mindset that I had before after over, overcoming it. But I suppose one thing I didn't realise at the time, but kind of I, I did do, but didn't really label it was that nobody really cares how you look bar yourself of course if you have a significant significant other even um they should always or hopefully well in my opinion from what i would like from that kind of side of things is someone that would call you out in your bullshit and if i got overweight and i got fat i'd love to be called out and that kind of stuff um but the only person who really cares about how you look is yourself and only you can fix it again i'm talking about kind of being in and out of shape my insecurities and for that you can hire a pt yes and that's obviously what i do to help people in that similar situation um but a pt can only do so much like a pt can't you know eat your eating a calorie deficit for you a pt can't or a coach can't do the work for you they can't go to the gym for you they can't get their steps up they can't keep their knee high they can't do their their cardio for you they can keep you accountable they can give you structure give you a plan to follow and make sure you follow the plan but at the end of the day you're the only person who can do it and i suppose if you've been trying this on your own um and you haven't had any luck and you need to help someone someone will help with it again second plug of the podcast coachbedan.com get on it um but i suppose like like people aren't going to care how you look by you and i think that's the big a big a big message i want to get in right now like they were two quite low points for me and i wasn't happy with them 
and I suppose now is the point of the podcast where I kind of want to talk about how I overcame those two points because like I'm not going to come on here and say that you know getting over these insecurities is an easy thing it's not they're insecurities for a reason um you don't feel great when you're in that position so figuring out how to come out of it was something I was quite happy to achieve now again disclaimer this isn't me telling you what to do to overcome your potential insecurities with how you look and how you feel this is purely what I did that helped me if you would like to take that advice and go about yourself you are more than welcome to but this is not me telling you what to do this is me purely in a podcast at home in my bedroom talking to a microphone that is talking to a laptop that is somehow through technology talking to yourself that is me explaining my situations um, and hopefully it can help you but not directly because, because again stay in my lane but just sharing my stories basically um and like i said there like you've got to realize and get in the mindset that nobody actually cares enough people can care people can be like oh i want him to be healthy and i don't want him to be overweight but at the end of the day people aren't going to care to the point where like they're going to pick you up and push you off the couch and fucking get you moving you know you can work people back again personal trainers online coaches fair plug in the podcast coachbedan.com um <laughs> looks like the plugs are real this episode i love it but like you're the only person that can fix it you've gotten into this position through your actions and you have to get out of it through your own actions and holding yourself accountable if you can't hold yourself accountable you can get someone else to but you've got to understand that no one cares about how you look and that's if you're the only one who can fix it and on the side note if people do give a shit how you look you know these people are probably insecure about themselves because if someone's given out to you that you're fat or you're underweight you know chances are they could have been that point in their life before and they're not quite over it and they're taking it out on you again my opinion don't be offended if i'm saying this kind of stuff this is my opinion i'm allowed to have an opinion god <laughs> it's like i'm talking about hit again we won't go into that will we um but if someone really judges you by how you look again like if you're over this isn't me saying if you're overweight it's cool to be overweight if you're overweight it's unhealthy like let's just get that, that out there like i was overweight i wasn't healthy and it was my unhealthy lifestyle that got me there and that kind of snowballed into being a more unhealthy human being because when you're overweight it's not healthy like simple facts but if someone you know judges you for being fat or skinny like who fucking cares fuck them do you really want to associate with someone with someone who is brings that much negativity to your life i don't think so if someone does that to me or someone you know of course someone can again someone can call me out and being fat that kind of way that's kind of cool but if someone is actually trying to put you down and is actively judging you because of these qualities fuck them you don't want them in your life but again coming down to perception they can mean it in a horrible way but you can perceive it in a totally different way it could be that wake-up call you always needed and i suppose again like back when i was 16 and when that person said it to me i knew she wasn't saying it maliciously or a way to get it to like get under my skin but I took it that way. I didn't show it that I took it that way, but I kind of took it in a way of like, oh, like this actually, I am underweight and I need to do something about it. Because I was also thinking and that kind of justified my thoughts. And I suppose another thing this kind of lead to is the whole idea of body confidence and health. Like I'm a big preacher in being happy with how you look. And, you know, being body confident is super duper important. But there's also a fine line between you know if you're severely overweight and you're preaching that you're body confident happy with how you look and that this like your weight doesn't matter 
like this could be quite a controversial thing to say but it it does matter like i'm saying this as a fitness professional being overweight it's unhealthy like if you have a like an incredibly high body fat percentage like yeah like a bit of body fat on you it's totally cool i'm i'm usually 88 87 kilos when i'm lean i'm 95 96 now i have a little bit of fluff in me but like i'm in no means like fat and i know that for a fact but if you are someone who is quite overweight you've got to almost understand that you are overweight and just understand that you are and that you probably should be making some you know means of improving that as opposed to just preaching i'm happy with how i look because at the end of the day you can be happy in all what you look but like it's not healthy and talking purely from a like a health and overall like quality of life point of view if you did something about it you'd feel a lot better and that's me talking from my own you know personal experience this isn't me you know being lean my entire life being like oh if you're overweight you shouldn't be this is me this is me speaking about experience from being overweight and then getting to a point of not being overweight and you know realizing you know what i feel a lot healthier i feel a lot better than myself i feel so much happier with how i'm looking as a result like when i was 107 kilos i wasn't necessarily unhappy like i was eating food i was on a holiday i had my top off at a pool in spain i was loving life i was quite happy with how i was but i kind of you can be happy but also want to fix yourself at the same time like i got a tattoo on my wrist saying be happy just to constantly be happy and like being happy is great and you should always strive to be happy but that doesn't mean you shouldn't strive to progress yourself do you know like i was happy i was overweight but i was happy but i wasn't happy that i was overweight so i did something about it and as a result it made me happier so just my two cents on that matter but how did i overcome it those two points of being insecure like i said i recognized that i took responsibility is essentially what i did i could blame you know someone for making food or i could blame oh fucking mcdonald's is so cheap and i and pizza hut and patchy are so cheap to order from i could blame them because they're there but you know there's a funny ricky gervais um skit where he's like people being offended or, or it's nothing to do with it kind of it can't relate sort of it's like people who are offended like it's it's, it's like it's like walking past a, a shop window and there's this, an advertisement saying guitar lessons and you grab and say well i don't fucking want guitar lessons and taking offense by that means like it's kind of similar like i could blame you know fast food restaurants being so cheap and i could blame you know someone for making me a meal that's quite high calorie but at the end of the day it's my responsibility i chose to eat that way i chose that lifestyle i didn't necessarily choose to injure myself but i chose to do things you know my form was horrible and deadlifts and i was always lifting max loads because the ego thing i want to lift heavy weights i suppose looking back now they kind of stem from being quite underweight and small and skinny and i wanted to kind of like overcome that by kind of pushing my my strength as much as i could but that's not that's actually something i'm kind of thinking about now that's kind of mad by an explosion but i suppose like the injury that led me to not train that had me become quite overweight wasn't my own doing i knew my form was terrible i knew i was arch riding my back massively and i knew i was doing that like every second day with maximum loading so that's like inevitably my own decisions led me to indirectly get overweight the best thing i did to overcome these insecurities was i took responsibility i accepted the fact that i was in a position that was created by no one else but myself and i thought you know what if i got myself in the situation i can get myself out of it and that's what i did i sat down i was like right what do i need to do to get back in shape like right well i have the gym on my side my back's feeling a little bit better so i can get back to the gym cool this is my when i was a big chubby boy by the way i'll go back to the other one in a sec i was like do you know what i'm a bit overweight i have the gym on my side i can walk i know how to cook these are skills that can help me i watched my diet 
I had my old calorie deficit did that sustainably over a few days may have gone over not the end of the world but in the bigger picture you know I got down I was training consistently it was probably the first time in a long time I had been happy training because I obviously wasn't training powerlifting anymore because I couldn't really squat or deadlift because it hurt my back a little bit but I was doing other things to work around it and my first time training not powerlifting and I was enjoying it because I was making progress and that's something I hadn't seen in a while because my back was injured and through repetition and through making habits of it and through you know those habits becoming you know routine that routine becoming lifestyle I then got quite lean and I actually documented this dieting phase on Instagram I did like a 12 week kind of mini cut of course I had like the the, the dieting phase before where I lost about I want to say like 8 kilos of it in the last 12 weeks I was like you know what I need like it was 8, I was eight kilos of it over the space of like 3 months or like no not 3 months or 8, kilo, 8 kilos of space of like maybe 4 or 5 months I was like you know what I have a holiday because I booked a holiday to Greece that summer 2018 and I was like you know what? I look good for it just because I've worked so hard I want to document it so every Monday I posted a, neck, uh, a weekly accountability post where I just literally picture of me doing the same pose the same lighting um, in flight with Dundrum um, showing everyone kind of my progress and I think I got down from about 80 no I got down from about 90 something to 80 God, to be honest, I'm saying numbers that I'm pulling numbers out my arse at this point I have no clue I got down to 82 kilos um, from 107 Jeez, my numbers are well off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was 107 kilos. I got down to 82 for the following summer. I, I, I'm not going to even try and remember the numbers exact pinpoints because I don't remember it, honestly. But yeah. And I posted like a weekly accountability picture and that helped me massively because it held myself accountable. I had like just over a thousand followers at the time. I was like, these are a thousand people who are calling me accountable. They're seeing me every single day or every week I post these pictures. So that's going to force me to stay on track. I got down to 82 kilos and there's a picture of me uh, we went to an island called Naxos and the picture of me by like the the ruins in Naxos like a, it's like a rectangle this is me calling an ancient Greek ruin a rectangle but that's kind of what it looked like picture of me on my top off in a pair of luminous blue shorts and I was lean as fuck and I was like you know what happy days I've done it and that was purely through taking responsibility and understanding that I was the only person that could fix the issue I got myself into and then the first one of course it was kind of the same thing but without realizing it you know i was quite underweight and again i kind of realized i need to take responsibility for what's what's got me in this position here so i joined a gym and i started eating a ton of food and i inevitably got up and weight so from my own experience from feeling quite insecure like i'm at a point now where i'm extremely happy with how i am i'm extremely confident in how i look how i feel I've educated myself, you know, in my training and nutrition. I'm a personal trainer and an online coach. And I help people who were in similar situations to myself. You know, from being from experiencing being like that, I understand how horrible it is to be insecure with your body. It's not nice. But you've got to understand that it's your responsibility to take action. Taking action be doing something yourself. It could be joining a gym. You could take the next big step and work with an online coach or personal trainer to ensure it gets done. Fourth plug of the podcast, coachbadan.com. Let's go. Inquire at the website or shoot me a DM. <laughs> um, last plug, I swear. I said that now, but I probably will plug. I will plug towards the end. I know I will. Um, but I suppose the big thing from my experience is that when I was feeling insecure and I wasn't happy with how I was looking, I felt self-conscious. I was lacking the confidence and I was overall very unhappy. What got me through those points was not only reaching that oh fuck moment where I knew I had to change, but was accepting the fact that I had put myself in this position. I accept responsibility for what I'd done to myself. And 
as a result, took charge of my life, took charge of my actions, and got myself into much better shape, in a much healthier shape, and that has let me to be the happy, confident, not self-conscious human being I am to this day. And I am very, very happy that I did that, and I am just as happy to be able to do that for so many people through my online coaching. And to kind of wrap it up, this topic, I suppose I want to touch on a few goals I've set myself now um, that I live by. Um, I want to say I live by, I mean like literally I live by these things because it ensures that I don't go back to the point I was where I was extremely unhappy. Because again, happiness is a choice and, you know, it's all in your hands. So I've set five life goals to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Number one. I want to be happy. Number two, I want to be healthy. Number three, I want to be confident in everything I do. And number four, I want to fucking enjoy myself. And I suppose the fifth goal of mine is don't do anything or put myself into any situation that takes away from the four points of being happy, healthy, confident, and fucking enjoying myself. And by following those five goals, after having been through what I was through, it has led me to be the happy, confident human being I am today. I really hope this podcast has shed some light on anyone who's feeling quite insecure about anything at the moment. It's totally cool to feel insecure, but understand that if you want to get out of it and you are serious about it, you've got to own up to it and take responsibility. Thank you so much for listening to episode 10 of the podcast and thank you so much for Ooh, got the hiccups the ongoing support of the podcast like I said towards the start like the views the support the listeners of the podcast is absolutely incredible and I'm really really grateful for each and every one of you guys who listen to the podcast and let me know um, if you are listening to this right now and you made it towards the end I would love if you took a screenshot of um, minute 42 or so of the podcast um, and stuck up on, the, on your Instagram and gave me a little tag to let me know that you made it towards the end so if you have made it this far, screenshot the podcast, no matter what you're listening on, it's on iTunes, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on Anchor itself, take a screenshot, post your story, and tag me. I would love to see it, because I love the support of the podcast, and it just reminds me that, you know, people want to hear, you know, the voice crack, well done Dan, um, it reminds me that people are enjoying what I'm putting out. If you would like to work with me, if you have experienced everything, anything like I'm talking about in this podcast and you feel like I can help you out, I would love to be of help. If you want to get in touch with me, you can email me, email me at danreesepersonaltraining at gmail.com and we can set up a consultation call and see if we can work online together if you if you would uh, suit myself as a coach. Or you can go to coachbydan.com. Um, that's my website. Again, you can read all about how online coaching works. You can look through my testimonials from former clients in similar situations um and you can inquire there as well or simply enough shoot me a dm on instagram at coached by dan um one more time guys thank you so so much for the ongoing support of the podcast and thank you so much for listening to episode 10 um going over insecurities um i believe i'm recording two podcasts this week coming for the next two fridays um with two very special guests so i'll keep posting on that during the week but again, thank you so very much, guys. Any questions, by all means, shoot me an email um, or DM me on Instagram. And I will talk to you next week.